Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. now recording and this is out now with aaron and abe i am aaron and as always this is abe hello this is another special bonus episode further concluding our thoughts on the year 2012 in film and um today we are basically doing our kind of special award show which we have named the out now accolades awards extravaganza show we was previously called the first annual C. Thomas Howell Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Film Excellence, but we figured that's a bit too long. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit wordy, and, uh, you know, not everyone loves Thomas Howell. He's a friend of the show, kind of. Yeah, he's he's no Ralph Macchio, but, uh... Yeah, yeah. But basically what that means is we... We've asked our, we've asked many of our, we've asked, like, a, a big chunk of our guests who are, you know, on the show a lot that we love having on here to kind of list their favorites in a number of categories that we provided for them, such as male performances, supporting male performances, directors, and so forth, along with some other more fun categories that we'll get to down the line, and they all responded, and we've kind of totaled them up, so now we have basically the results for each category based on what was most popular in each category, and some will just kind of read everybody's answer for because it's just more fun that way. And, uh, yeah, that's basically the plan for this episode, and joining Abe and I to to go through this momentous accolades awards extravaganza show we have the face of many of the out now with aaron and abe jib jab videos the, the wonderful the exuberant scooter take us hello miss lady Ex- hi scooter <laughs> Scooter, hey. hey happy to have you first time caller right oh yes 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 yeah happy to have you with us here and we're looking forward to um, hearing what your answers are as well in the Out Now Accolades Awards Extravaganza show. Subtitles as Anna Ish. That's, that's what it reads <laughs> as if you put it as an acronym. <laughs> but, um, Thank you for that, yeah. So, yeah. We're really excited. Yeah, so we're, we have all these categories. We're just going to go one by one, and then we'll, we'll read the what the what what the the kind of the totals were for our guests. Then Abe and I will prov- and, and Scooter will provide our own answers for each one. Yes. There we go. And I'll, uh, Abe and I will just switch off. I'll start off here with uh, favorite male lead performances and the um so between our guests the uh the overall we had daniel day lewis in lincoln and uh runner-ups uh we had hugh jackman mark ruffalo in the avengers came up actually quite a bit and joseph gordon levitt in uh, looper and uh, dennis levant who is in uh, holy motors which we talked about in one of our, uh, our bonus episodes this this reason a, a recent bonus episode recent right bonus episode. Yeah. yeah hey what were you, what's your uh, favorite lead male lead performances Early performances were Liam Neeson, Daniel Day-Lewis, and Bradley Cooper. This is a tough category because there was a lot of good performances. I went with uh, Liam Neeson as well, and I, I went for uh, went some for more obscure ones. I went for Frank Langella in Robot and Frank. Cause I really, oh, nice! And I went for Guy Pearce in Space Jail because I think he's <laughs> Space Jail. I think he's really good in that in Lockout. Yeah, like he did a really good job. Think, he was fun. It's it's under there's not enough credits going to be given to how it's not easy to make that kind of character work, and I think he pulled it off in Spades. So I'm here's where the credit comes at the Out No Accolades Awards extravagant. You know what? Yeah, I mean, come on. This is really the only award that he really needs, yeah, right? This is an MTV Movie Award, right? Yeah. Scooter. Guy Pierce, here's to you. Sco- Scooter, what are your favorite male lead performances from 2012? Well, I like the Jake Gyllenhaal in End of Watch. That's a good choice. Uh, nice. Liam Neeson in Taken 2. He brought <laughs> brought it back. And uh, Russell Crowe in The Miserable. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Scooter. Right. Let's, uh, let's move on now, Abe. All right, so the favorite uh, female lead performances. Overall, we've got Jessica Chastain for Zero Dark Thirty and runner-up Quavon Janae Wallace for Beasts of the Southern Wild. I just want to be on the record that Abe said that name correctly first time out. This... Thank you very much. I, I had a good teacher in Aaron. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, nothing really too, too uh, out of the ordinary, but Aaron, what were yours? I had also Quavon Janae Wallace for Beasts of the Southern Wild, uh, Marion Cotillard for Rust and Bone, and uh, Jessica Chastain for Zero Dark Thirty. Mm. Abe? 
I had a Jessica Stan as well for Zero Dark Thirty. I loved Jennifer Lawrence in Silver Linings Playbook. And Opera Plaza for Safety Night Guaranteed. Nice. Not really a great, great lead role, but I found it to be very memorable and charming. Scooter? I had none of those. <laughs> but I liked the ones that I saw of them. Uh, I went with Naomi Watts in The Impossible. It's a good choice. And Julianne Huff from Rock of Ages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring in the laughter. <laughs> All right. So next up. We have our uh, favorite supporting male performance here, and we have overall Christopher Walken in Seven Psychopaths. I like that choice. Runners-up, we have DiCaprio, Christoph Waltz, for both for Django Unchained, and Tommy Lee Jones for Lincoln. Abe, where were your uh, there? I had Tommy Lee Jones uh, and Robert De Niro for Silver Linings. Um, I, I, Christopher Walken is my choice. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones uh, for Lincoln as well. Bruce Willis in Moonrise Kingdom. And it's, it's Sam Jackson's so good, too. Sam Jackson. Oh, 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 that's four. I know. I'm sorry. I had to break it for this one. Uh, so it was, this is a tough category. Then I would have added Rashida Jones, my favorite female, for Celeste and Jesse Forever, which I thought she was charming as well. Hey, Scooter? I had to go with Michael Pena, you know, to compliment the Jake Gyllenhaal. There you go. And uh, you guys also talked about Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-hmm. I liked him, too. Um, but I went with his younger half with uh, Josh Brolin. In Men in Black 3. <laughs> uh, yes. Nice. Well done. All right, moving right along here. We've got favorite supporting female performances. And overall, we've got Anne Hathaway for Dark Knight Rises. Runner-up, we've got Anne Hathaway for Les Miserables. Double threat. Yeah. Lynn Collins for John Carter. Amy Adams in The Master. Emma Watson, which I'm sure is for Perks of Being a Wallflower. Mm -hmm. And Emily Blunt for Looper. Aaron? I like I like seeing that. I just want to shout. I like seeing Lynn Collins for John Carter in there. I mean, I know some people have problems with that movie in general, but I think she was one. She was probably the most solid thing about that film. So. I actually I actually enjoyed that film overall too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I know we we were fans of it, yeah. and and I I want to point out because I know Scott Mendelson wasn't a big fan of John Carter, but he pointed he shouted out Lynn Collins for that movie. So yeah, um, my favorite supporting performances were Emily Blunt for uh, Looper. Anne Hathaway for both Les Mis and Dark Knight Rises. And um, Sarah Silverman in this movie Take This Waltz, which is oh, a really yeah, good yeah. drama that deserves to be seen. Has a, It's a good one. It's a good movie. Abe? I had Rosemary DeWitt in Your Sister's Sister, and I couldn't think of any other ones because I'm sure that everyone would have said them. Like Anne Hathaway, for example? Yeah, like <laughs> Les Mis, yes. Scooter? The only thing I, person I have is Anne Hathaway. Just in general? Yes, yes. <laughs> Everything she does is woman. (laughs) (laughs) All right, getting to uh, ensemble cast. That's the uh, next category here. We have the overall, the Avengers, which makes a lot of sense. They assembled, made an ensemble. (laughs) And uh, runner-up was actually Lincoln. And with that makes sense to me. There's a lot of lot of supporting, lot of lot of roles in that movie. A lot of roles. Everyone was employed. Exactly. Abe, what were your uh, what's your ensemble cast? I had Moonrise Kingdom. I think that that was a very fun ensemble cast. Kind of low-key, but at the same time, very uh, very charming. You said low-key? Well, you know, everyone, no no real ostentatious roles. Maybe maybe except for Harvey Keitel. Well, you said low-key because The Avengers features low-key, and it's also... An oh, wah, wah. Um, <laughs> And also uh, Zero Dark Thirty and Seven Psychopaths. I had those. All seven of them? All seven of them, exactly. All seven. Scooter? <laughs> Uh, I went with 21 Jump Street, Rock of Ages, <laughs> and uh, Journey 2. Christopher, uh, whatchamacallit, The Rock, and uh, that other guy. All, all of them. Alfred. All of them. All of them. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, singer Girl and some guy. Yeah, it was, it's, a, it's a large eclectic cast in Journey to the Center of the Earth. Who's the singer girl? Um, what's her name? Selena Gomez. Oh, Selena. No, 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 you're wrong. It's Vanessa Hudgens. Oh, same thing. You got that? <laughs> I do get them confused as well. It's not just you, man. All right, moving on now for Best Director. Overall, we had Catherine Bigelow, no surprise there, for Zero Dark Thirty. Runner-up, Quentin Tarantino for Django Unchained. I had uh, Tarantino for Django Unchained, Catherine Bigelow as well, and then Ryan Johnson for Looper. Yeah, I had Catherine Bigelow as well for Zero Dark Thirty, Steven Spielberg for Lincoln, and Ben Affleck for Argo. Scooter? Mm, I, I, I didn't figure that one out, but 
We'll go with the guy who did 21 Jump Street. No, the two guys who did 21 <laughs> two guys Jump did 21 Street. Jump Street. You. And uh, our boy Simon West for Expendables 2. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you should have put that for your favorite ensemble. Oh. Um, yeah, you should, yeah. Where were you on that one, Scooby? You forgot Expendables 2 for favorite ensemble. Whip <laughs> it, buddy. You're slipping. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, <laughs> um, next up, we have Best... Uh, what do we have next here? Favorite documentary. Favorite documentary. Favorite documentary. The overall was The Imposter, um, which I quite like. And the runner-up was How to Survive a Plague, which I believe is up for Oscar nomination Ooh. currently. And is also on Watch Instant White right now. Uh, for this category, I was surprisingly kind of, I guess, bereft. Not bereft. I wasn't really bereft. I was just devoid of some films because I didn't really see that many. But I chose Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Also on your top ten list. Yes, it was number five. Yeah, yeah I had the uh, the imposter, searching for Sugar Man, and Marley. Marley is another the other one. Mm-hmm. Scooter. I only saw one documentary this year. It turned out to be that 2016 Obama documentary. <laughs> it was quite scary. It was quite scary. <laughs> the most famous documentary of this year. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Moving right along, we've got uh, favorite foreign film. And overall, we have Headhunters, which I think is from Norway? I believe so, yes. Ar- uh, Amour? Uh, is that from France? Amour is more French? Or the is French submission? Like, yeah, I think yeah. I believe it's the French submission. Because okay. I think Rust and Bone was the Belgian submission. Yeah, so I think it's, okay. yeah, yeah. We had, uh, moving right along, The Raid and Holy Motors. I had the the raid, Rust and Bone, and the film Sleepless Night, which I've tried to promote heavily because it's yes. an awesome action movie. I also had the raid, and uh, I guess in terms of foreign film, I was like, I didn't see that many either. So I'll name Jiro Dream to Sushi again. Well done. <laughs> Scooter, did you see any foreign films this year? Does The Impossible count as a foreign film? It was foreign. I think, well, it is. It, it is from it, Spain, isn't it? Well, no, well. The director is from Spain, and his crew was Spanish, and he has non-American actors, so it's almost a Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, see Thomas Howell approves. See Thomas Howell approves. That's all we need. Yeah. All right. Let's go. <laughs> all right. We, um, next up, we have favorite trailer. Let's see what's the answer to that one. We have the overall Prometheus and... No, we had a lot of overalls, actually. There's a lot of ties, actually. Uh, Prometheus, The Avengers, Dark Knight Rises, and Cloud Atlas were all uh, favorite trailers amongst the the guests who voted in. For me, I had uh, The Raid, which uh, was a very, you know, there's no talking. There's a lot of just Mike Shinoda stuff and some really cool action. And I also had The Dark Knight Rises for the teaser trailer. Like the very first teaser trailer? I didn't watch the rest of the trailers. Yeah, the very first one where... You didn't uh, understand where, anything that was happening? <laughs> <laughs> like, Ornette is in the bed, and I was like, wow, that's really all you needed to see if you see the movie later. I um, I had um, Paranorman was one, just because that convinced me to see the movie, and I loved it. Um, Killing Them Softly, I really liked that trailer, actually, for that movie. That made me really anticipate it. And then Skyfall. Skyfall was the trailer where I just wanted to see that movie. Just every time they put up something about James Bond, I was like, yes! Why can't I have this now? So, Skyfall was, I think, my favorite trailer for the year. Hmm. Scooter? Yes. I'll also go with that Skyfall one. Nice. And, uh, Rock of Ages. (laughs) (laughs) Better trailer than the movie, right, Scooter? Oh, I saw it. It made me go see it in Berlin. (laughs) They weren't speaking English, but, uh, you know. A lot of subtitles. Got me in there. It's either Spider-Man. And obviously, Rock of Ages made more sense. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Moving on, we have a favorite poster. Overall, we've got The Dark Knight Rises, which I'm sure is the hard rain one that people are thinking about. Um, and runner-up, we had Looper. Yeah. Uh, I I didn't I didn't see that coming in terms of the Looper one. I liked that Looper poster. I just didn't see it. Like, it got a lot of votes, which kind of yeah. surprised me. Um, I was kind of surprised by that, too. Expendables 2 got, like, a couple votes also. I guess people just like seeing the, uh, having all of them there. <laughs> Everyone in their, in their prime. Yeah. Um, for mine, I had, uh, yeah, the Dark Knight Rises posters. There's, like, a few of them that I actually really like. The Django and Chain posters, there's a few of those. And then the Moonrise Kingdom poster I really enjoyed. <laughs> but I thought you were going to skip over that. That was actually mine, the Moonrise Kingdom poster, which is, like, a camp photo. 
<laughs> washed out camp photo. And it's it's hilarious, but cool at the same time. Scooter? That would be uh, 21 Jump Street and Journey 2. Journey 2. <laughs> With Michael Caine on the B. On the B. That's a good poster. Uh, That's a good poster. Oh man, might have to have a link to that one in the show notes. I think we should. Shit, I'm gonna write it down right now. My Michael Caine B poster. <laughs> that's that's what I wrote. <laughs> um, all right. Next up, we have it's my turn, right? Yeah. Okay. Next up, we have favorite soundtrack or score, and the overall. We had a couple here. We had Beasts of the Southern Wild, Django Unchained, the Mass, and the Master. And runner-up, we had Cloud Atlas. I don't think anyone's going to really argue with those, but that's what we had. No, yeah, those are some pretty good ones. Uh, I had Moonrise Kingdom and Paranorman. Yeah, I had uh, Django Unchained, Beasts of the Southern Wild, and Searching for Sugar Man. That's a really great soundtrack on that one. But, uh, yeah, it's a good, good year for... I, it's a good year, last, couple, yeah. like, last year was really good, too, I recall. I really enjoyed the soundtracks. Especially for Alexander Nesplat. Nesplat. We had, like, six movies this year. Right. Scooter? No, I had to go with the Rock of Ages soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Skyfall, and, uh... I, there was something else. I didn't kind of remember what it was. It might have been The Impossible. All right. Ah, it was something okay. good. I will get... Skyfall, that also did get votes for just, like, the song in general. The I, song? Yeah. See it's song. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I do like that. So I, like, I like Thomas Newman's work on, on Skyfall, too. Oscar yeah. nominated. Yeah, taking over for that. That's right. Arnold. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> you do like them, all of them since, uh, it's like Tomorrow Never Dies, I think. Right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so all right. Now we move into some juicy stuff. So now we have our favorite one liners or favorite line from films, and Aaron and I will alternate and this, and we'll also try and do it in the best voice possible that fits the uh, the line here. So, uh, starting off with Scott Mendelson, he's adopted from the Avengers. Uh, from Jordan from Jersey, we have, I'm from the future, you should go to China, from Looper. Hulk, smash, from the Avengers. Um, and uh, he does watercolors, mostly landscapes, but a few nudes from Moonrise Kingdom. From Jim Dietz, I'm always angry. I've tried to do Jim's deep voice. Uh, I was like, that's not a Ruffalo. So <laughs> that, that's a good line. I like that one. Uh, from Maxwell, we have uh, you Science from 21 Jump Street. Now you can go get the Marshall from Django Unchained. And, of course, Argo Fuck Yourself, which I think is actually the winner of this category. Uh, Marcus, we have, you know what they do to handsome guys like me in prison? It rounds in the grave! <laughs> From 21 Jump Street, which I completely forgot about that line. But now that he said it wrong, he says it twice. It rhymes with grape. It rhymes with grape. (laughs) I totally forgot about that line, but yeah, that is a hilarious line. I couldn't even get through it. With future friend of the show, Dave Franco, of course. Yes, yeah. Um, From Alan Aguilera, we have uh, a key line from Zero Dark Thirty. I'm the motherfucker that found this place. And, um. I guess you'll have to imagine the flames. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, say goodbye to Miss Laura from Django and Jane. From Mark Johnson, we have Argo for yourself. From, oh God, from Mark Hoban, we have You're So Square, You're Practically Avant-Garde from Robot and Frank. Uh, we ha- And also Call It the Slut and the Falcon, Make a Self Crimes from Perks of Being a Wallflower. And the same phrase from Zero Dark Thirty. So from Brandon, we have Nobody Feels Like an Adult. It's the World's Dirtiest Secret from Richard Jenkins from a small movie from Liberal Arts, which was uh, well-received, actually. Yeah, it's from the, uh, I believe, the creator of How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, uh, yeah I forget his Josh name. Josh Radner, I believe. Is yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, yeah. Another movie that did pretty well as well. And uh, lastly, from uh, Adam Gentry, we have Puny God from The Avengers. Yeah. Scooter, do you have a favorite line? Down on Jump Street. 37 Jump Street. Wait, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Scooter, that was good. There's also that was good. Line. Okay. Abe, what's your favorite line? I've got, uh, I'm bad, and that's good. I will never be good, and that's not bad. There's no one I'd rather be than me. Forgotten Country, Geronimo. Fuck it, I'll do it myself. Liam Neeson from the gray. Uh, the D is silent. That's uh, that's my line. <laughs> well done. 
All right, so uh, moving on, let's get to our, the favorite comedy scene. And we'll just kind of alternate again. Uh, this will be... Okay, so there's, there's mild spoilers in some of these, so I'll try to not do... We'll try, we'll try to not reveal too much in some of these. Same for right. the next category as well, but we'll just kind of say how it's been summed up. So for Scott Mendelson, he has the elevator scene from Cabin in the Woods. From Jordan from Jersey, he's got the Dark Knight Rises doctor visit, which features uh, Lieutenant Dangle, Dangle from Reno 911. The lightning strikes scene in Moonrise Kingdom. And when Bruce Willis is deputizing the scouts to go and find uh, our young hero uh, in Moonrise Kingdom. From uh, from Jim Dietz, we have the scene that involves Bradley Whitford's most wanted thing he wanted to see in Cabin of the Woods. From Maxwell, we've got the drag montage in Tony and Jump Street. That's a great which scene. Includes, yes, which includes a lot of cool on-screen graphics. Uh, the bag scene from Django and Chain, which I believe is the winner from this category, actually. <laughs> And the riff-off from Pitch Perfect, which I didn't see, so I might need some explanation on that one. Um, that's, for me, a person that was not as fond of Pitch Perfect as everybody else, I will say the riff-off is the best scene of that movie. Hmm. okay. Uh, but yeah, also Maxwell had double Jonah Hill scenes in his comedy scenes. <laughs> um, let's see. For Marcus, we had Every Time Taylor Lautner Tries to Act Twilight Breaking <laughs> Dawn Part 2. Well done, Marcus. <laughs> From Alan, we had Torna and Jump Street, which I guess all of it. Yeah. Yes, uh, Master of the House in Les Mis, the song, with which features uh, Borat and uh, Helen and Bottom Carter, and the elevators in Cabin in the Woods. From Mark Johnson, we have the dance scene from Silver Linings Playbook. From Mark Hoban, we have the dinner table confessions in the campaign, Hulk versus Loki in The Avengers, and bag scene in Django Unchained. From Brandon Peters, we got the bath, the the bag scene from Django, and another scene from Liberal Arts. Apparently, uh, Josh Rander does an age audition with pen and paper in Liberal Arts. So, gotta check that. Gotta check out that movie. I didn't know. You, I believe it has Elizabeth Olsen in there too, who I, I like. Yeah, uh, that's right. Martha Marcy May Marlene last year. So, <laughs> M4. Yeah. And from Adam, we have Bob Balaban uh, as he narrates Moonrise Kingdom, which is very cool. Scooter, what's your favorite comedy scene? probably going to be the the parts basically the first half hour of 21 jump street when they go through <laughs> the high school and they they're pointing out all the kids <laughs> what the and, fuck is that <laughs> oh they're the burnouts you graduate the same time they did and then they come back to school high school is just like that <laughs> it's just like that today it's terrifying <laughs> understood Abe? For me, I had anything from Twilight Jump Street, especially the part where he says, fuck you, science, and there's just a bunch of fours on the, <laughs> on the jackboard. Uh, I have the bag scene for Django. The vending machine scene in Paranorman, it's, oh, right. I think that's my overall favorite scene of just of a comedy scene of the year. And there's a scene in the Woody Allen film, To Rome With Love, which came out this year. I didn't like mm-hmm. that film overall, but there's one scene in particular involving Woody Allen's plot in the movie that's just utterly... It just made me crack up to no end. So, <laughs> all right. So moving right along, we've got the favorite dramatic scene, uh, and again we'll alternate with these. Gerard had Leonardo DiCaprio's skull monologue in Django Unchained. Um, Scott Mendelson had the typewriter scene in Ruby Sparks, which was actually very, very sad. Jordan from Jersey had Looper, the doctor visit, uh, which is early on in the film, I believe. Um. Sid using his, uh, actually, let me rephrase uh, The that. reveal of Sid. Right. The reveal of Sid in Looper, and the Akira climax in Chronicle. Uh, Maxwell had also the Skull monologue. I believe that just makes it kind of the winner. Um, Maya's, the, the Maya's end scene in Zero Dark Thirty, and the end of Perks of Being a Wallflower. Marcus had the airport scene in Argo. Actually, that's the winner. The Argo scene is the winner. Argo scene. Uh, Alan had Stephen and Calvin in the library for Django. The processing scene in The Master, which I would probably... It's probably the best scene in that movie. Um, And uh, Thaddeus admits all men are created equal in Lincoln. Mark Johnson had passing the amendment in Lincoln. 
Mark Hoban had Silva's entrance in Skyfall. That's a great scene. Uh, the riddle scene in The Hobbit, and also Maya's end scene in Zero Dark Thirty. Brandon also had the Argo uh, airplane airport scene at the end. And Adam also had the Argos end scene. Scooter, what was your uh, favorite dramatic scene? Hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, hmm. Uh, it would probably be uh, all of End of Watch. Okay. Okay. Yes. Hey. It was just hey. one big dramatic scene. Abe? For me, I had the interrogation scenes in Zero Dark Thirty, uh, and also the raid sequence in Zero Dark Thirty. The, um, the the end of Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, for me, there's a part in the gray that Liam Neeson explaining death to somebody that uh, mm. is really effective. And um, the, uh, the, the, yeah, the processing scene... In the master, that's a good one. There's some really good dramatic scenes. There are some good dramatic yeah. ones. I totally forgot about the gray. Yeah, the gray. The, like there's there's a scene in um, was it? There's dueling. There's dueling like natural disaster scenes in Life of Pi and The Impossible that I think are just really incredibly done. But uh, that's almost that actually kind of goes into our next category. <laughs> yeah. So the next category we have is favorite action sequence or fight scene, and Gerard had Batman versus Bane, which I actually think is our our winner for this category. Um. So I'm just trying to find it. There we go. Um, Scott Mendelson had the finale of Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2 and the finale of The Avengers. Jordan from Jersey had Black Widow's intro in The Avengers, Total or the Recall Flight, a uh, Recall Fight in Total Recall, and Batman vs. Bane. Jim Deeds had the climax of The Avengers, the entirety of the Raid Redemption, and the last 10 minutes of Dread. Maxwell had the Raid sequence in Zero Dark Thirty, the Elevator sequence in Cabin of the Woods. And the final showdown in Looper. Marcus had Bane versus ba- Batman. The final, the final battle of Bane versus Batman. Ooh, Ooh in the snow on the steps. Alan had the, the raid sequence of Zero Dark Thirty. Garrett Dillahunt's uh, part in Looper, and where Django <laughs> kills half the South. <laughs> uh, Mark Johnson also had a Garrett Dillahunt scene in Looper. Mark Hoban had Ted versus John and Ted, which was a, kind of a sad, yeah, a fight. sad fight. The flight in flight, which is the airplane crashing, and the, is that the scene that it is? Boy, the flight in flight. <laughs> I had to make sure people knew <laughs> there could be multiple, you know, flights in flight, and the Avengers finale in the Avengers. Uh, Brandon had the cabin in the woods finale. And Adam had the Prometheus Caesarean section. Scooter? Uh, I had to go with the uh, the bike chase in uh, 21 Jump Street. <laughs> uh, oh, let's see. The end of uh, Expendables 2. And, um, oh, yes. And there's a lot of good things in Dread. Nice. Um, yeah, I had basically the raid. Uh, <laughs> the, the plane crash and the gray just because of how simple it is, but how effective I thought it was. Yeah. And uh, Django's gun-crazy battle in the in, Ca- in Calvin Candy's house. Yeah. I basically had the raid as well, especially the part where he pulls the guy and he kills him on the doorframe. Yep. yep. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the scene that I'd single out, just that whole fight scene. Yeah. Which leads to him jumping out of a window. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, there, there are actually a lot of good action sequences this year as well. All right, so next up we have favorite visual effect or makeup effect. And um, so for Gerard, he had the visual effects of Prometheus, mainly like the engineer's prosthetics work. Scott Madison had Ted, the stuffed animal that is alive. Uh, Jordan from Jersey had the doctor scene from Looper. People will know what I'm referring to. Um, Hulk in the Avengers and the flying football scene in Chronicle. Uh, Jim Deeds has Jiggles as young Bruce Willis in Looper. Maxwell has Gollum in The Hobbit. Marcus has the animals in Life of Pi. Alan has Gollum from The Hobbit, and Gotham goes boom in Dark Knight Rises. Mark Johnson had Cloud Atlas. I guess he's referring to the makeup. Yep. Mark yep. Hoban had the tsunami from The Impossible. Richard Paca from Life of Pi, and Ted from Ted. Brandon had Harvey M. Bardell's Right. Those are, that's not a name. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon had Javier 
Bardem's face in Skyfall. That's a good one too. That's what was a... wrong with him? <laughs> 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 Nothing. He looks like he, he looks like an. Actor. There's a certain reveal when he removes something. That's like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, and Adam had the Neo Soul sequence from Cloud Atlas. Scooter, what are your uh, what's your favorite visual or makeup thing? Well, I have to go with basically the entirety of the Impossible. Yeah, is it mm. very effective? Very effective. Yeah. I haven't seen that one yet. Well, what's your answer, Zenny? I had the Hulk and the Avengers. Yeah, I would have the Hulk and the Prometheus C-section scene. Yeah, because it. <laughs> It's space staples, as we mentioned was, on the show. It was all, I was into it, the whole thing. I was like, and after watching the how they made that and the behind-the-scenes stuff, it's amazing how much practical effects there were used. In oh, really? There's okay. a yeah. lot of practical stuff in there. Because I remember, I remember that movie was like, uh, all right, and then I saw that scene, I was, I was actually really uh, cringing in my seat because I didn't know it was. Very effective. <laughs> yeah, quite effective. So moving into favorite animated film, we're going back to the overall, and the overall was Paranorman, with the runner-up being Frankenweenie. Yeah, no contest for me. It's Paranorman. Same here. Yeah, no contest. That was probably the easiest category to to name. Scooter? It was a no contest for me either with uh, Hotel Transylvania. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, to be fair, I'm pretty sure that they did get pretty good reviews from the the critics or the audience people coming out. Oh, yes, yes. And I didn't see the other ones. that's, That's a good reason. All right, next up we have favorite animated or CG character. And, um, or just animated CG character, mainly, because it's not many. But with that said, we did have Norman as the winner, so there you go. Stop animated character. Handcrafted Norman from Paranorman. And the runner-up was Wreck-It Ralph from Wreck-It Ralph and Gollum from The Hobbit. Absolutely. Yeah. That was a good pickup from Gollum. I I failed to think about that, but, uh, I had Paranorman, or Norman from Paranorman. Scooter? I thought the troll from Snow White and the Huntsman was pretty good. (laughs) <laughs> he, was pretty he was pretty ferocious, but kind of nice. I had the I had Norman, Ted, and Ralph. I'd hang out with all three of them at the same time. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. But none of the neighbors, though. The neighbors are jerks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys. All right, so we're moving into favorite hero character. Overall, we had Django, who apparently kills uh, half the South. Uh, runner-ups being Agent Coulson, which is a good pick. You know, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Maya from Zero Dark Thirty, Joe from Looper, Looper, and Abraham Lincoln himself. From from what movie? From Abraham Lincoln's Lincoln. Oh, okay. Now I got it. Got it now. <laughs> Not the Vampire Hunter, although we could be. I, well, that I mean, I don't know. Everyone just said Lincoln. They didn't really specify if it was from Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. So I'll just assume that's what it was. Um, I had James Bond, Norman, and the Hulk. Yeah, I'd, I'd hang out with all three of them at the same time. Also, <laughs> that's really interesting. Yeah, that you said the uh, the Hulk there because uh, I also have the Hulk. Nice. He's a hero. He saved Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> Not only that, but I mean, like he's he's just unleashed in the Avengers. Scooter. Well, I would have gone with Thor, Bond, and uh, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. Yeah. Chuck Norris. There you go, dropping bombs. Dropping bombs. And they're like, no, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. I gotta go milk some cows. He doesn't talk like yeah. Steve, so Stephen Seagal. <laughs> he just talks like white Chuck Norris. Like, yeah, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like you had some trouble over there, guy. Okay, that was weird. But uh, <laughs> let's get to our worst movies. Um, Scott Mendelson, he wrote Hitchcock. This is his worst movie. Jim Dietz wrote any Gerard Butler rom com. Maxwell wrote Project X, and that's my boy. Marcus wrote The Devil Inside. Alan Aguilera wrote Battleship and Total Recall. Mark Johnson wrote Dark Shadows. Mark Hoban wrote Twilight, Breaking Dawn, Part 2. And Brandon wrote Piranha 3 Double D. Nothing else is remotely close. And he's correct, because that is also my answer. (laughs) I had Paranormal Activity 4, which I thought was a waste of time. Uh, Total Recall, and The Born Legacy, which was, as we described on the show, just about a guy looking for drugs. Scooter? I also agree with Total Recall. I fell asleep. He fell asleep, yes. And I wanted oh, to go home during it. The, the, Scooter's not one to fall asleep during movies. Leave <laughs> him in the theater? Especially something like Total Recall. I just wanted it to be over. 
Wow. And also Man with the Iron Fist and Red Tails. Red Tails is pretty terrible. I, I agree with you on that one. <laughs> yes. Right. So moving into the worst scene here, uh, Scott Mendelson wrote the last five minutes of Hitchcock, the last reveal of Life of Pi. That's unfortunate. I like Life of Pi quite a bit. Uh, Jim <laughs> Dietz wrote, Numi Rapaz's self-surgery in Prometheus. Which was admittedly somewhat strange. But well, maybe, maybe it's in terms of that's pretty terrible to happen to somebody. Oh, yes, very true. It depends on how you that's, uh, Jim Dietz was quite disappointed by Prometheus. Maybe he just actually hates that scene. <laughs> Maxwell wrote, Little person in the oven in Project X and a scene involving incest in That's My Boy. Marcus wrote, The End of the Devil Inside. Alan wrote, Quentin Tarantino showing up as an Australian guy in Django Unchained, and Jiggles versus Daniel Day in Lincoln. Mark Johnson wrote all of Dark Shadows. <laughs> Mark Hoban wrote Paul Rudd in the mirror scene in Wonderlust, and the KFC scene in Killer Joe. I think the mirror scene for Wonderlust is actually one of Maxwell's favorite comedy scenes of the year. <laughs> Brandon wrote anything in Piranha 3 D. And anything with Reese Fonz and Spider-Man. <laughs> you really hated Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. And Adam wrote The Dark Knight Rises ending, which I know that he wasn't a huge fan of that It's okay, because he's obviously wrong, and he, of course, can't defend himself. So there you go. <laughs> Aaron? Uh, the end of Flight is mine. Good call. I didn't think about that. I was actually, I went blank, because I couldn't think of anything that really upset you, me. You can choose the end of Flight if you want to. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll piggyback on that. Yeah. The, the, sorry, the the end of the Oscar nominated for best writing flight. <laughs> Scooter. Uh, when Anne Hathaway cut her hair, <laughs> that just made me want to cry. It was sad. Her hair <laughs> it was a dream that you know life killed. Oh. Moving on to most disappointing film of the year, Gerard wrote Moonrise Kingdom. Hmm. Scott wrote Brave and Les Mis. Jim Dietz wrote Prometheus. Jordan from Jersey wrote Total Recall. Marcus wrote Red Tails. Alan wrote The Master. Mark Johnson wrote Hitchcock. Mark Hoban wrote Snow White and the Huntsman, Dark Shadows, and Rock of Ages. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> oh. Brandon wrote Prometheus. And Adam wrote The Dark Knight Rises and The Master. I almost I had The Master for a while as one of my most disappointed just because it's not that I disliked the film. I did like the film, but it was just compared to other PTA films, it wasn't it just isn't at that level for me. But um uh Born Legacy is my most disappointing film of the year. Born Legacy, yeah. I mean for me I actually had Les Mis, uh a little bit of Brave, even though I was positive on it. And the amazing Spider Man. Scooter? Uh Total Recall, This Means War. <laughs> And Red Tails. <laughs> this means... You were expecting a lot from This Means War. This huh? Means War. I'm pretty, oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's one of Jordan Grout's favorite films of the year. And since he's not on this <laughs> podcast, he can't defend himself. So there you go. Begin to the line that sums up 2012. Gerard wrote, Busy. Scott Mendelson wrote, Happy Hunger Games. <laughs> Gerard from Jersey wrote, We Have a Hulk. Jim Dietz wrote, Joss Whedon is my master now. Maxwell wrote, I'm the motherfucker that found it. Marcus wrote, Beast of the Southern Wild is overrated. <laughs> Alan had a poem. It's Once More into the Fray, Into the Last Good Fight I'll Ever Know, Live and Die on This Day, Live and Die on This Day, From the Gray. His number one film. Mark Johnson wrote, Big Things Have Small Beginnings from Magic Mo- Oh, wait, no, Prometheus. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Hoban wrote, Is it over yet? Movies are long. Like, really long. Brandon wrote, weak, weak summer, but great year around it. And Adam wrote, dunno, I didn't think it was a great year, though. Uh, I obviously had Never Cross, Alex Cross. That's mm. just easy. Hey, what did you... I had, could have been, and was, and wasn't. Because, again, I was mixed, because uh, there were some films that I had high hopes for that didn't really pan out. Scooter, do you have a line that defines 2012 for you? Pretty much. Hey, hey, stop fucking with Korean Jesus. He ain't got time for your problems. He's busy with Korean shit. 
Oh my God, Scooter, that was when, great. When Sally Field said that in Lincoln, I cracked up. It was, it was, <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's why she's nominated for an Academy Award. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so next up we have Best Villain. And uh, overall on this one, we had Bane from The Dark Knight Rises. And of course, Calvin Candy from Django Unchained. <laughs> followed up by Runners Up here. Javier Bardem from Skyfall, and Samuel L. Jackson from Django Unchained. Wow, Aaron. I can't do the video. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had Brad Pitt from Killing Them Softly. Uh, all, I'm sorry? You call him a villain, huh? Well, what is he? You know, he's not really a good guy, per se. He's doing his job. And also, he well, he's just well-crafted, well-acted. Uh, all of the uh, the ending scene in Cabin in the Woods, especially Bradley Whitford's guy. And uh, if you want to call him a villain, wreck it Ralph, because he's a good villain. <laughs> all right. Uh, I have Calvin Candy and Steven from Django Unchained. Hmm. The tandem. I had Paul Giamatti from Rock of Ages and uh, John Claude <laughs> Van Damme for The Expendables. That's a good choice, actually. John Claude Van Damme is like the best villain of this. I have to take that back. That's a, that's a great choice. He's the best thing about that movie. Um, okay. Moving right into most surprising performance of the year, Gerard wrote Christopher Walken for Seven Psychopaths. Yeah, by surprising, I imagine I, what I, the intention of this was just kind of, what did you not expect from this actor? Like, like, wow, that person did that kind of performance? That's kind of what we're going for with this one. Jim Deese wrote Carl Urban from Dread. Jordan from Jersey wrote Samuel L. Jackson in Django. Pierce Gagnon from Looper. And Mark Ruffalo from The Avengers. Maxwell wrote Matthew McConaughey from Killer Joe. Channing, and Channing Tatum from both 21 Jump Street and Magic Mike. Marcus wrote Lawrence, uh, Jennifer Lawrence in Silver Linings Playbook. Alan Aguilera put Jake Gyllenhaal for End of Watch. Mark Johnson wrote Jack Black in Bernie. Scott Mendelson put John Cusack from The Paperboy. Mark Hoban wrote Emma Watson for Perks of Being a Wallflower, Matthew McConaughey for Killer Joe, and Jack Black and Bernie. Uh, Brandon wrote Zac Efron for Liberal Arts. Did not know he was in that movie. But okay. I did not know he was in that movie either. Scarlett Johansson from Avengers, and Shawning Tatum from 21 Jump Street. And Adam wrote Anne Hathaway in The Dark Knight Rises. And for this one, I had uh, yeah T- uh, Channing Tatum and Bradley Cooper for Silver Linings Playbook. Hmm. I also had Channing Tatum because I was thinking, yeah, uh, why not? And also, uh, what should I call it? Fiddle oh, I'm sorry. I was, I was looking at the, who had the best year. I also had Channing Tatum for 21 Jump Street. I also had Channing Tatum and, uh-uh. and uh, Anne Hathaway, although I already knew she was awesome. For for Les Mis and Dark Knight Rises? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <clears throat> so, <laughs> next up we had, uh, who had the best year? And um, Gerard said Anne Hathaway and Jessica Chastain and Channing Tatum. Jim Dietz said Joss Whedon. Jordan from Jersey said Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Samuel L. Jackson, and George Lucas... Mm, that's right, George Lucas getting, uh, what is that, $400 billion? Uh, Maxwell had... $400 billion's a large number, Abe, but... Uh, <laughs> and I, was like, I was just trying to make sure it was the 400, 400 part. I can't remember if it's like 440 or 400. I think it's uh, six, but whatever. <laughs> I don't know, I'm sorry, George Lucas. Please don't hurt us. Maxwell wrote Anne Hathaway, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Channing Tatum. Marcus wrote every actor that wasn't in Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2. <laughs> Scott Mendelson wrote Mark Wahlberg, who became a genuine, open-it-by-himself A-list movie star. Alan Aguilera put Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, and Disney. Hmm. Mark Johnson wrote Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which he summed up using jiggles. I think I probably wrote that, but I'll give him that. Oh. <laughs> uh, Mark Hoban wrote Channing Tatum, Jennifer Lawrence, and Jiggles. Brandon wrote Jiggles. James Bond for 50th anniversary, and Marvel. And Adam Gentry wrote Ben Affleck. Hmm. I agree with that, because I wrote Ben Affleck, as well as Joss Whedon and Anne Hathaway. Yeah, I had uh, Jane Tatum, uh, Matthew McConaughey, Bradley Cooper, and Mark Duplass. And I had Channing Tatum and uh, Ben Affleck. 
even though I haven't seen Argo. <laughs> what? And it would have been nice if he got another Academy Award. Mm, would have been. That would be, that'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And finally, moving into our last category, our most anticipated film of 2013, Gerard wrote Pacific Rim. Scott Mendelson put The Man of Steel. Jordan from Jersey also had Man of Steel, Star Trek, Into Darkness, and Elysium. Jim Dietz has Pacific Rim. Maxwell had The Great Gatsby, Before Midnight, and World's End. Marcus has World War Z. Alan also had Pacific Rim, 12 Years a Slave, and Elysium. Mark Johnson has The Monuments Men. Mark Hoban has Star Trek Into Darkness, Elysium, and World's End. Brandon has Pacific Rim, Evil Dead, and Star Trek. And Adam has To the Wonder, and I'm sure that he didn't write Star Trek because it's smiley face right next to it. But he's, of course, not here to defend himself, so we'll just assume that Adam Drentry is definitely looking forward to Star Trek Into Darkness. (laughs) (laughs) I am looking forward to Pacific Rim, Evil Dead, and Elysium. Elysium, I have no idea what to expect from it, but I cannot wait to see what's next for the director whose name I just forgot, Neil Blomkamp. Yes, it's giving me... Neil Blomkamp is the director. (laughs) Neil Blomkamp, yeah, thanks. I am looking forward to Monsters University, Star Trek Into the Darkness, and Thor, The Dark World. Scooter? I'm looking forward to some Great Gatsby, Man of Steel, and Die Hard 4. Five? Five. Die Hard 4? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to watch Die Hard 4 again. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's already out. Just don't tell them. Tell them when the new one releases. Sco- Scooter and I saw the Great Gatsby trailer, and I looked to him and I said, Who could we find that's boring enough to play Nick Carraway? Toby Maguire! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. How sad. He's like a 40-year-old playing a 21-year-old. He is quite old, isn't he, right? <laughs> he's, he is old, but he looks he looks pretty young, you know? Youthful. He's certainly, he's drinking something that, you know, is is drunken by many, many, you know, black actors, because black don't crack, so Toby Maguire, he's doing something <laughs> to pull it off, I guess. Um... Uh, well, yeah, the, of course, that rambling means that it's the end of our Out Now Accolades Awards extravaganza show. Aww. That I know. that We were just getting geared up, too. Like, oh, my God, yeah. that was so much fun to go over. <laughs> but uh, no, that was fun. That was cool. Yeah. So we thank all the uh, all the guests who are on the show and who participated. You know, it was really fun to read all your stuff. Uh, a few surprises that I didn't think about, and I'm sure Aaron didn't think about either. And it was just really nice to have everyone's thoughts and uh, reflect back on the year. Yeah, the uh, the idea of this was I I just we we like having guests on the show and I mean we have Scooter here right now and he's just he's delighted to be in, in the in the company of us of doing the show. You can't see how white his eyes are, but they're white. Yeah, they're they're incredibly white. But like we they're know we seriously we we really this is this is really a show for for our guests and for our you know our listeners. We we really enjoy having them on and we we're happy to have you know people respond to the show based on like when we, you know, interact with our guests and have varying opinions or what have you. So it's, it's, it's nice to have them all kind of contribute their own thoughts and as to, you know, further wrapping up 2012 along with, you know, like we just had our top down episode. So, you know, it's a really, really good thing to just have everybody's feedback participation. Absolutely. So thanks guys. And uh, we look forward to a very strong 2013. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that's basically going to do it for this special bonus awards episode for Out Now Fair and a Name. You can find all of my work at my personal blog, thecodezeek.com, where you can find all my written movie reviews as well as my Blu-ray reviews at whysoblue.com. You can also find me on twitter.com slash aaronsps3. Abe? You can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.blogspot.com and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. Scooter, is there anywhere people want to reach you at? Um, you can find me through somebody and uh, I'm not <laughs> in the phone book. There you go. There you go. And you can, of course, find all the other episodes of Out Now Out There and Nave on iTunes and also at hhwlod.com. You can find our, all the newest episodes there. Also, most of the newest ones at outnow.podomatic.com and some exclusives. You can find us on the Out Now YouTube page, of course, where we have just the main reviews. Outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Email us there and, you know, send us your thoughts on the various aspects of the what happened in 2012, your favorite performances, comedy scenes, visual effects, what have you. We just had a whole bunch of categories. Yeah, there. just overall thoughts in 2012. Yeah, I'll try to, I'll try to put the, uh, the list of categories in the show notes and, you know, maybe you guys can, whoever wants to can email us in their thoughts. Absolutely. And of yeah. course, facebook.com slash outnowpodcast and twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. You can follow and like those pages and get all the updates and what have you there. 
And, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this special bonus episode. Thank you, Scooter, for joining us. Thanks for having me. No problem <laughs> whatsoever. I, I can't wait to still not watch Rock of Ages. Oh. <laughs> we'll, we'll have you watch the unrated version. Oh, okay, now. Uh, okay, that sounds much better. Okay, is it just, like, more Tom Cruise and Malin Mal- Ackerman? <laughs> no. Dude, it's Miss Stacy Jacks. Get it right. Okay. A lot more Alec Baldwin and Russell Brand? Nope. Nope. Actually, some good stuff. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, that's going to do it. Uh, so thank you for listening, everybody, and thanks again to our guests. And until next time, so long. And goodbye. Auf Wiedersehen. Nice. Sleepy type guy Always takes his time Soon I know You'll be changing your mind When you've seen him Use a gun When you've seen him Use a gun He's the top Of the West Always cool He's the best He keeps alive With his car Going, Scooter, just remember to speak up. Oh, I will. Okay. <laughs> what the hell was that? The creepy, like. You asked him to be on the show, Because we needed, we needed Scooter's great insight. I'm happy to have him here, but remember, you're the so one that was like, you're the one that I was like, we should get Scooter. <laughs> we should. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Okay. Hey, hey, stop fucking with Korean Jesus. <laughs> He ain't got time for your problems. <laughs> He's busy with Korean shit. <laughs> oh my god, Scooter, that was crazy.